But there are points at which there are very severe constraints on how how free we are to to fashion ourselves in these situations when you say about the cars we drive and the clothes we buy. But that shifts the emphasis from perhaps the, the processes, the personal, individual level processes of identity formation to what is available in the social world. When you suggest that there are points at which we might not know what's happening, we might not be aware of the identities which we are actually taking up How else might we look at what's happening in these situations, Wendy? Well, I think that most of the time we are not aware of the self by which we live. I think it's very popular at the moment, not just in social science, but in broad culture, certainly in the West, for people to say, I can be whoever I choose. And the idea is that through the clothes that you wear and just the performances, in a sense, that who you enact yourself as being amongst other people, that you can create an identity for yourself, which is chosen. Now, psychoanalysis emphasizes this nine-tenths below the surface, and I think the implications of that for identity is to say, well, most of the time we are who we are without even being aware that this is what's going on. And if we tried to change those things, we'd be hard put to it because we've never formulated them in language. We've never been very conscious of them. They just are. I also agree that there are limits to what we can do, but I think I'd approach it slightly differently, which is that sometimes we get the impression, or perhaps it's better referred to as an illusion, that we can fashion our identities in any way we want. But there are things about our lives which are actually very, very hard to change. For example... No matter what anybody says, it's actually very hard to actually change physically how old you are. You can you can lie about it, but nevertheless, you know, it doesn't actually change the truth, I don't think. You can use anti-wrinkle cream. <laughs> but that does raise the question of the new technologies which are about actually manipulating identities. So not only can people have nips and tucks to make them look younger than their chronological age, but people can change sex and pass off themselves as, as women or men in a way which completely goes against the old idea that a sexual identity was something that was biologically fixed for life. And this has given people new realms of choice which we wouldn't have dreamt of until recently. This is an element of change that we didn't identify in the earlier discussion about changes perhaps over the last 50 years is the advent of new technologies that have enabled, for example, reproductive technologies which have enabled women in their later years to give birth or women who had thought they would be infertile to give birth, that that's another component in the changes which are taking place. Also, the communications technology that so speed up the process of communication across the world. We've looked at some of the ways in which structures, social structures which are changing, may appear to have shaped our sense of who we are and the ways in which our identities are formed. We've also looked at the kind of psychic processes that are going on. We've put the spotlight on two different sides in a way, which is not to suggest that the two are separate and distinct because how we feel about an identity is very important in relation to how we construct our sense of ourselves and who we are. But it's also important what's available to us and what the society we live in offers us as possibilities. One of the things which 
in looking at how identities are formed, it's been very difficult to avoid also looking at how much control we exercise over this process, which is another of the big questions that we address. The extent to which we can be seen either as shaped by unconscious forces, as Wendy might have suggested, in relation to her iceberg metaphor, and also in relation to some of the social structures that we've suggested, which place constraints upon us, either the categories that are created through legal, political, social institutions, or the kind of material constraints, those of social class, situations such as poverty, which severely constrain the amount of autonomy we have in deciding who we are, certainly in deciding whether we can buy products that create our identity. This question relates to our concern with the tension between how much agency we have and how much control is exercised by the different kinds of structures. How much constraint is there and is it the case that we are as severely constrained as perhaps was hinted at, Wendy, in your use of the unconscious? Well, paradoxically, I don't think this emphasis on nine-tenths being under the surface and out of the control of our conscious intention actually ends up amounting to an argument that we aren't agents of our own lives because, funnily enough, I think the unconscious is a very creative source of agency. If we were just produced by our social environment, you could read off who somebody was from all the social positions and social relations in which they were contained. And what's wonderful about human beings is that they always defy those categories. I think maybe the changes that we've seen in the last 30 years or so for gay people in Britain is a good example of this because socialization theory, if it worked, would have turned all little boys into tough, I don't cry, I love guns or and I'll be like my dad. And little girls would have liked to have babies and preferred pink and all those things. Well, actually, we don't slip easily into those gender roles. And what gay liberation did was say, we are going to take this up at a conscious intentional level. That is illustrated in relation to other social movements as well. I mean, in terms of gender, you could look at the women's movement as well as having had a transformative impact on the kind of relations that you were talking about earlier as, as being one of the main sources of, of change. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.